guys. This week I speak to Kerry Leons, um, and uh, who's a business coach and entrepreneur, and we talk about the power of being in our archetypes and spotting when we are falling into different archetypes and if they're running the show, um, which I thought was really fitting for period of time that we're going through right now, especially with with lockdown and I feel like people are kind of giving themselves a hard time about being not being perfect and you know not having done everything perfectly but um this yeah it's just a really good podcast to get your teeth into so I hope that you enjoy it. So Carrie, tell me more about the work that you do and your vision. Hi <laughs> so I am Caroline's creative in perfect life and what I do is I help service-based business owners make their day doing their day job. That's my like kind of jingle. (laughs) And that predominantly involves me, I guess, really bolstering the self-belief as well as the businesses behind the business owners to help them create a life and a business that works for them. Mm -hmm. So it's about helping them firstly get established and I kind of help from the beginning stages of like how do we actually get this off the ground Mm -hmm. through to you know helping helping people really like level up and scale what it is that they're doing and in both aspects it's about bringing that daydream into reality you know and allowing that gap to close between what they think is possible for themselves right now and what I see as possible for them and helping them close that gap and yeah, it's just like the coolest work on the planet and I love it. And my vision for that is just like, I just, I refuse to accept that women should ever be in a job that they hate, Mm. you know, and knowing that they're not doing what they're made to do, but feeling like there's no other option, just, it gets me like really fired up. If Mm. anyone like passes me in the street and says something like, I'm like, oh my God, stop this needs to change. So uh, yeah, I get my, I get a bee in a bonnet about it a little bit, but yeah, my vision is basically to just create like the platform that I'm creating, which is predominantly in Perfect Life Leaders is my main kind of accessible mm-hmm. offer that I have, creating a platform and support and resources that allows <laughs> that to happen, allows people to realize they don't have to feel like this born entrepreneur. They don't have to feel like they've got it all sussed Mm -hmm. for them to still go ahead and do it you know and it's just that it's creating that real fertile kind of incubator for those daydreams to become day jobs basically yeah that's That's kind of that's the thing with the fear isn't it and doing it anyway I think definitely Mm -hmm. um I know you mentioned that you love it what do you love most about what you do (sighs) what do I love most Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just seeing the growth in people, I think, especially when it feels like on a really granular level and I'm like knowing, you know, what they're struggling with when they first come into my orbit and then just getting like DMs like, oh my God, I've just done my first live or, oh my God, I've just done this. And it's kind of just, it's those little baby steps that like I know are kind of um, small in the scheme of things, but they're all essential milestones for them in their growth and just knowing it might just be from a podcast episode you know they might not they might not necessarily have worked with me directly Mm. but knowing that something that I have created and put out there whether it be free or whether it be up to like my high ticket one-to-one work 
like these shifts are happening and it just doesn't get any better than that because I've yeah. come from a world of a kind of a corporate role in a yeah. design agency mm-hmm. and it's all been very much about like kind of like profit and mm-hmm. like working with big businesses mm-hmm. and it's just like to compare the two is just incomparable yeah in terms of the fulfillment that I get from it so um yeah um and how That's do you it. help women <laughs> how do you help women transform to employee to entrepreneur I mean it's layered mm-hmm. it's layered and it is a process and from my experience of supporting people through that transition over the past few years usually it's around a 12 month thing Mm -hmm. from that inner commitment of like oh this something's got to change here like this can't be my reality this time next year Mm -hmm. that kind of decision needs to have happened and then it's about it's about incremental Mm -hmm. baby steps I feel for most people I think with the people that I work with one-to-one it tends to be a little more accelerated because Mm -hmm. there's a there's another layer of you know commitment and fire and there's something else that's maybe like driving them to want to get there quicker but for the average um business owner up Mm -hmm. and coming business owner the 12 month window is is kind of where it happens but it's it's that sequence of just planting those seeds of possibility first Mm -hmm. and foremost and then it's really about diving into why they haven't already created that because if it's something they f- they're feeling drawn to and they have a vision for it, like they have the idea and that vision of what their future could be, in my mind, that's already theirs. Mm. And it's just a case of then being a detective as a coach and kind of trying to unpack what's going on internally yeah, to understand why that hasn't happened for them yet. Yeah. So to that, that transition of employee to entrepreneur is particularly um, fun, I feel, to work through because in that moment it feels like the most kind of seismic chasm that we that we can experience I think as entrepreneurs but then when you're on the other side of it it becomes quite a fond process Mm -hmm. you know you look back on it with quite fond memories Um, and that's why I just feel really excited to be supporting people with that transition as like through that program that I have and yeah it's it's all about the belief system basically which I'm sure you tap into lots on this podcast but yeah the the employee belief system and mindset is a whole different mechanism to the entrepreneur yeah totally mindset and and belief system thing as well like my parents didn't you know do just worked for businesses so it seems very I think when you first do it there is a lot of stuff of like I can't do this like who am I to do this and Mm. um, and I think more so maybe as women as well I think women are more like we're less likely to ask for a a salary raise you know if we are working it as an employee like we're just less Mm -hmm. likely to be vocal about things Um, especially like I've worked in very like men male orientated advertising environments um and it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's like a sort of um like men just seem to ask and will like run around being like I don't know if I can ask like you know so yeah it's really about the it definitely I I identify with that internal shift um and thinking actually I can do this and I've you know and also looking to other women who have done this as well 
um yeah you know, and are able to support women you know exactly like you like who have already who have done it and are able to hold that space for other women um because I think you talk about I'm I'm on the imperfect light life leaders and I think you talk about the archetypes and um how they come into play um and how they can kind of really like there's the saboteur I think and like mm -hmm. the prostitute which I really loved <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah um, and how do you use them in your work is that is that to kind of really get into the belief systems yeah I mean I mean just to circle back on what you were saying though about the generational thing mm. it, it definitely applies but also as women when you think generations it's, it's generational trauma as well that we're bringing mm. to the table mm -hmm. because of us not being equal <laughs> you know yeah. and only until recently have we had some degree of equal rights I mean we're not there yet no. but when you think of the the chasm yeah. of equality that we've been working through like that kind of stuff sticks mm. you know that sense of like when you get to maybe like 30 mm -hmm. like you 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 should be stepping back because it's then your role to make kids yeah and if that's not your path it's like there's something wrong with you like there's all these other there's oh, all these tears yeah of um pressures and expectations that that women have that are a whole other mix of challenge when it comes to building a business because ultimately it's this deep-rooted unworthiness mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that needs addressing and I mean how the archetypes kind of come into that is I mean I, I personally learned about them through my work with Susie Ashworth and it was like blew my mind absolutely blew my mind and it's it's work by Carolyn Mace that I then dove into and just felt like it was a really important learning to share in my program because of how much it personally supported me mm -hmm. and just identify like the things like procrastination or things that mm -hmm. you feel are like recurring things in your life that you can't seem to like unplug or get unstuck from it's realizing that when these challenges are coming up and we are in a archetype that is some version of a shadow archetype. So you have like um, the child, you know, yeah. when you're in your inner child and you're in a bit of a tantrum and it's like, mm -hmm. this isn't fair. Someone else sort it out for me. When we're in a victim, when it's like, well, it's not my fault. Mm. You know, this isn't down to me. I'm not taking responsibility. When you're in your prostitute and you're kind of basically letting yourself, say not be like walked over, but you're, you're, allowing yourself to be sold by other people's expectations and you're not being in integrity with your own mm -hmm. values yeah mm -hmm. um and with the saboteur is like obviously when you start to maybe see some traction in the work that you're doing you then kind of dismantle that because of this other archetype that you're holding on to this saboteur but rather than seeing those as like really challenging frustrating things that you're somehow doing wrong it's actually like when we can understand what's going on there on a on an archetypal level you can understand it's like actually that this is a repeated lesson and it keeps coming up because I'm not looking at the lesson I'm not learning from what yeah. this is bringing up for me and then when we can see and identify what that lesson is we can start to embody the kind of enlightened version of that archetype you know we can go from being this child to being our sovereign who's like taking full 100 percent 
responsibility oh, for what yeah. it is that we're trying to do. We can go from being like the victim who is putting blame elsewhere to being the warrior who is, you know, is going to fulfill that vision no matter what it takes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can go from being the, that prostitute who is selling themselves to anyone's like, permit, like permission and opinion mm. and, and step into being like the lover who is like fully protective and supportive mm. of themselves and of their values and what's important to them and their integrity and they wouldn't sacrifice it for a second and it's like you can only get to those enlightened places by looking at the lessons that the shadow side is yeah revealing yeah because the same lesson comes up again and again I think until you 100% the lesson. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's not that anything's been done wrong it's just mm. this is for you you know it's not happening to you it's for you and yeah I just find the archetypes is a really beautiful way of being able to both identify those lessons and those behaviors but also to then reframe it into something new and something that is in support of what it is that you're trying to do 100%. you know and I think the sovereign, I talk about sovereignty a lot in, in my work and it's that idea of um, like being your authentic self as a woman, um, even when it feels hard, like when you feel afraid, mm. um, when you feel vulnerable and also just being um, that kind of like really taking care of yourself in the ways that you know works for you. So like one of my friends goes like wild swimming every morning, she lives by the sea, but like that's how she kind of really embodies herself through that sort of yeah. stuff, stuff that's really just for her. And, mm. and but comes from exactly what you said, like the lover place, it's that place of not doing things that are like really self-destructive um, mm. rather than something that's showing ourselves like love and compassion. Um, that definitely is where like the, the, the shifts, the internal belief system starts to just dismantle because I think yeah you reconfirm to yourself the same thing again and again through your own experience then you will live that ex- reality that's you know like yeah. that's what will be the external reality so I don't think we always realize how much power we have in what we create externally as well um yeah definitely it's yeah. about being a victim I think when you're in that victim role it's very limiting and very you know you feel trapped you don't feel like you have any choices it can be re- and it's really powerless place as well so yeah I think it's so interesting to look at how you can switch I love the warrior I just love that just love all those semantics as well I just yeah. like <laughs> ah, let's go yeah. <laughs> bring down yeah. the patriarchy yeah like <laughs> yeah, yeah. there is no other option than this just talking about generational trauma like we've always been taught like as women I think a little bit to be like be sort of demure and small and don't Mm. be too needy don't ask too much of a man don't ask them where this is going or have any you know and she was like I'm just worried that I'm you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna appear crazy or needy and I just went and the same like you said like when someone comes and says oh no I can't do that I get so riled up because I'm like that is just messaging we've been talking <laughs> and yeah. then she was just like whoa okay okay get it <laughs> yeah I thought we should have a chat about like what's on sale at Asda or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone off on one at me <laughs> oh. um and I just wondered how you I have read a little bit about you um but how you came to to become like um a, 
this sort of coaching like if there's a story of your own healing I know that you mentioned you worked in in uh, a design industry as well yeah I mean it's been I think for everyone it's a process but yeah it's been a journey Mm -hmm. and it hasn't been a straight line Mm -hmm. but I basically I mean I went to university in kind of visual visual communication and graphic design and that was my career for like 18 years and I had a full-on like quarter-life crisis in my mid-20s where I basically tore up the script of my life I ended a 12-year relationship sold the house that we had together moved into my dad's spare bedroom ran away to the west coast of America quit my job and yeah it was just like okay that's not the normal thing to do but (laughs) I was in my sovereign my warrior my lover and my magician at the time um and yeah like the best thing I ever did and I think that that kind of experience that I had even though I did actually end up going back into agency life after quitting my job at that point Mm -hmm. because I moved countries and I wanted to feel like I was still connected to people rather than just literally just being on my own all the time um there was there has always been this like undercurrent of I'm made for more than what this is Mm -hmm. you know there's something bigger that I'm supposed to be doing there's something more important that I'm supposed to be doing but I just hadn't figured it out yet so there was always an undercurrent there and then when I, I think I've been living in Ireland for about five years, five or six years. Mm-hmm. And I just had this moment of like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I handed in my notice as an overnight decision and just thought, I'm going to go freelance. I need more space in my life to be freelance. And then I set on this journey then to find my thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was doing all sorts. I mean, if anyone's listened to my podcast, it was like, making FIMO cake toppers through to interior design diplomas through to um making like these weird crafty things that were just like (laughs) horrendous looking to then like developing a stationary line and a gift well on it so oh this feels kind of nice this feels good and then basically grew that business to a stage of like being in retailers and doing trade shows and I then got offered this really massive opportunity with a really big um kind of uh what would you call it department store um that is supposed to be like you know the dream of this type of industry mm-hmm. business and I was just I just felt nothing inside I was like oh no this isn't the thing I don't Damn want it. this thing <laughs> yeah um and that all kind of like time well as timeless as it is uh all coincided with me becoming a mother for the first time as well so then it was like okay there's something working about this but it's not this like this isn't the thing mm-hmm. and then it was about it was essential that I then created a business that worked around being a parent as well. Mm-hmm. And then the Imperfect Life Planner was basically born from that. So that was how I started out with basically bringing in the personal development tools that I'd acquired through my whole healing journey from, I forgot to mention like in my mid twenties, it was, it was a, I had a big depressive episode mm-hmm. that like got to the point of like, I just don't want to be here anymore. Like that was the point that I got to. And from there made all these changes and reached this point of being like I had something I could actually share with people mm. through that process. Mm-hmm. So the Imperfect Life, excuse me, the Imperfect Life Planet was the first foray into it. And then it evolved into a kind of flagship program, the Imperfect Life Designer, which was about helping people find their thing. That's how I kind of started out. And then it's evolved since then into developing my own skills as a coach and investing in my own skills as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's evolved into a whole new 
businesses that surround helping service-based business owners basically do the same as I have done. So it's been a process of that, but the healing that has gone on, like the, the essential work yeah. that has happened has just been so unexpected, but so like beautiful at the same time. Mm. Mm. Like I feel so, so connected to the childhood version of me. And I love that I see myself in my daughter as well. Yeah. That I feel like I'm kind of reliving it all again, but getting a second chance to, to relive it again with her as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the sense of appreciation that I have for myself now, the sense of adventure and yeah, just, just not settling for mediocre yeah. that has come from this whole experience is just been, um, yeah, magical, I think really. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like going through your own, I can identify with the 20, being in your 20s and, and having that really, really awful depression and just thinking, it's like you go through that dark night of the soul, I think, and then it's everything else on the other side is like, I need to make changes because I need something mm. more fulfilling than what this is. And And I definitely identify with the, I would like go on the train to work and be like, surely there is more than this like why is no one as upset as I am like about this like yeah I remember having that exact same conversation with someone to work with looking at people like how is no one else screaming (laughs) yeah totally related it's so interesting isn't it you just feel I felt and then I think it's that thing of like I kept ignoring the idea that I needed to do something else and then by the end of it it was literally like it was screaming at me to be like Mm. this has to change so yeah I really identify with that um sorry there was a massive gap there um (laughs) um so yeah I think the last one um would be if there's one piece of advice you could impart on the audience what would it be I mean, I guess in terms of the audience listeners who are in a space of trying to create the business that they see in their vision, mm-hmm. I, I would say just to invest in doing the work as early as possible mm-hmm. because it makes it so much more fun. It makes it so much more it just helps you enjoy the journey of it rather than like before I started really doing the work on myself, it felt like a constant egg timer mm. of that. I'm running out of time. And there was this, this some like deadline of like, this has to happen by this date or else, you know, and it really prevented me from being in the present and on reflection. I've spent a lot of years not actually being in those years, always yeah. thinking about the next bit. Yeah. Um, and that makes you feel a bit sad because that's just not what living is now. Like yeah. knowing now. I've definitely done that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing now I've, I'm not where I want to be. Like mm-hmm. I have a big vision for what I'm creating and I, I know, I know that I'm going to get there, mm-hmm. but because I feel like this I mean it sounds a bit waffly but like this just inner peace of like I know where I'm I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be yeah I know that it's all like rigged in my favor yeah I know it's all happening for me I don't need to rush yeah and I think that's the work like doing the work with yourself it's that relationship with self because 
just circling yeah. back to what we were talking about we can literally like should all over ourselves we can be like I should be especially when you hit 30 it's like yeah you know men that I don't even know I once got into an uber and he was like how old are you and I was like I'm 31 he was like do you not have any children and I'm like excuse me Mr Uberman boundaries I don't know you <laughs> like but like it's that kind of like yeah. it's suddenly a conversation but it's that thing of it, it's like just just being like fuck that and doing what you what's right for you and rebuilding that relationship with yourself and and really and come away from that idea that it's a linear you know we need to tick the boxes at certain points because Mm -hmm. that living like that just yeah like an egg timer exactly um yeah so that is a very good image to go with away with so thank you so much for being on the the podcast oh thank you for inviting me I'm really excited. I actually haven't done um, an outside podcast interview for a good while. So um, this is actually a nice treat to not be the one asking questions. Yeah. And just <laughs> gassing <laughs> and not prepping at all. Just turning up and talking. It's ace. <laughs> Thank you so As always, guys, if anything resonated with you, please come and visit my website. Um, and also come and find me on Instagram where you can probably find my website a lot easier and just find out how I work and what I do. Um, And I'll be back next week. Thanks, guys.